0: join a group today. Well, good morning. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Man, God bless you. I'm looking around the room and I just see uh, uh, a a lot of you that are in the middle of transitions. And this is, for whatever reason, a transitional time of our year. School is starting back, right? (laughs) That's so good. All of the parents are like, Finally, and all the students are like, "Boo!" <laughs> I get it, right? You know. So, school's starting back. Football is starting back. <clears throat> man, <It's> you... <laughs> wow! I miss you, Andy Cruz. God bless you, man. So, our, how many fantasy football leagues are you in this year? Four. <laughs> Are you the commissioner of all four of them? Three of them. Well, God bless you. you nobody wants to be in a, in a league with Andy because he always wins. He's just so fantastic at that. Did you see they put Drew Brees in for the very first time this week? You know, the preseason for the NFL is so long. And so they just put Drew Brees in, and everybody's like, I wonder how he's going to do. He was in there like two minutes, throws two, you know, passes, Two completions, a touchdown. They take his pads off. He puts the hat on. He's like, yeah, I'm all that in a bag of chips. That's just Drew Brees. Way to go, New Orleans Saints. So, But it's college football. It's just a fun time of the year. And so we just completed our 21 days of prayer. That's where we just pause and stop and say, okay, God, what do you want to do with, with me? What do you want to do with my life? I need you to bless me. There's a lot of stuff going on in our life. And there is, right? We have challenges, things going on, and we need God's covering over us, right? And, and God's blessing over us. I also saw the Campbells when they walked in. Congratulations. Is this your first week back with your baby? Way to go, Rebecca. Good job. That's just so great. But it's just the time of the year. So, God, we need your blessing. We need your pouring. We need your covering over us individually, over us as a church. And then over our community, man, because we've got a hurting community and a hurting world. Tyler, what you said, just to set up that last song, our world is just falling apart. It's the truth. And it's in a downward spiral. And you ask, how can I stop that? How can I stop that? We can't. but But we serve the one who can, right? And so, may God's power reign supreme. Over our lives, over our church, our community, our world, our nation, man, man. So we just we want to pray more about all of that. And then now, it's, it's ready to sign up. So we finished our twenty-one days of prayer. Now, God, what are you calling me to do? What do you want me to do? What is it that I can do with September, October, November, December, the rest of this year, so that you can receive glory, and more of your reign can happen throughout this this earth, this world, our communities, my home. And in my life, so that's where we are. So this is sign up small group Sunday. Now they don't start for another week. Now don't you wish you were a teenager and your small group started with this ultimate overnight? There, so we have four teenage small groups, and all of they all start their small groups with ultimate overnight. And so they're going to stay up all night, and this is an amazing thing. They meet here at the building, they trash our building, and by 5 a.m., it's all back in order. And so we just close our eyes. We don't want to know what they do, what they do. We just pray there's no broken bones in the process, and, 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 and it's fun. And they have a great time. But at 5 a.m., they're all going to get in transportation driven by adults, and they're going to go out to the beach and they're gonna watch the sunrise, and they're gonna worship God. And that begins their small group experience, right? So listen, praise God for you. The energy, the laughter, the fun, it reminds us of what it was like to be young and full of energy. <laughs> you know, and so, may, but may God bless you, right? For, in everything that you're doing. So how can we sign up for our small groups? That's all about today and then they, we, they all start next week. So here's a verse of scripture. I need you guys to stay with me, Hebrews chapter thirteen. I love this verse of scripture. Now may the God of peace, you can just stop right there. May the God of peace, peace only comes from God. If peace is a noun, is it a person, place, or thing? <laughs> yes. It is a place. It, it maybe it's a thing. But peace is a person. May the God of peace. God doesn't have peace. God is peace. And peace is a real spirit. It's a real being. It's alive. And you plug into it or you don't. If you have God, if you are chasing after the things of God, you have peace even in a storm. If you don't have God, even if things seem to be running smoothly, I bet there's something missing in your life because peace only comes from God. Now may the God of peace equip you with all you need for doing his will. And that's his job. His job is, I'm gonna equip you with all you need, not to do your will, not to do your purpose, but to do my purpose, God says. And I'm gonna equip you with everything you need, but here's the deal. God created you, to to live according to his purpose. And he's equipped you to do that. We're gonna talk about that today. And may he equip you with all you need for doing his will and may he produce in you, which means it's a process. It's not overnight. Producing something, man. You plant a crop, you're just tilling up the soil, turning over the dirt, fertilizing it, planting a seed. As it begins to grow, you're weeding your heart. As it begins to grow, you're pruning until there is... It produces a crop, a harvest, a blessing. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ. Amen, just to that. Amen? The power of Jesus Christ. You will accomplish nothing, especially his purposes, apart from Jesus Christ. Every good thing that is pleasing to him. That's what I want to do. At the end of the day, I want God to be able to look at my life and say, everything you do is pleasing to me. Woo. Can anybody say that yet? Everything I do, pleasing to him. Anybody there yet? I'm just looking around. I don't see any. I better right lower my hand. I'm not there. I'm, not, I'm just not there. I wish I could say everything I do is pleasing to him. So if none of us are there yet, guess what? You have an opportunity today to join a small group <laughs> that's going to help you get there. Because small groups are all about what we do while we're becoming like Him. And so that's our verse of Scripture. And the goal, and to get your outline out, and the outline that you have in the rack in front of you, it says that the goal is to reach your purpose. That's the goal. God wants you to reach your purpose, your eternal purpose. Now, we're already gathering groups. You know, people are like, I don't need to be in a small group. I've already got my, my friends I got my girls and we, you know, I got my I got my posse, you know, I got I got a group. Okay. But but are they directing you to your eternal purpose? Are they fulfilling God's will? Because most of the time, most of the groups we're in are actually keeping us from our eternal purpose. We probably would do better off if we were in fewer groups that care about anything but god and they may be fun they may be exciting but if they're keeping us from our eternal purpose this is now our challenge so that's why we do small groups intentional groups designed to help you reach your eternal purpose because don't you know you can stay busy doing a whole bunch of things and never really get there the rich young ruler he was rich he was young and he was a ruler over something probably owned his own business staying very busy he comes up to Jesus he's young and he's like hey Jesus what do I need to do to go to heaven and Jesus is like wow well you heard Moses you know love the Lord God with all your heart soul strength and mind and obey the commandments and he's like shoot man I've been doing that ever since I was a kid I know how to do that. I grew up in a home. My parents made me go to church. I've been keeping the commandments. I've been looking after the things of God. I already do that. The Bible says Jesus looked at him and loved him. And then God said, oh, you want to be a man. Oh, you've decided you want to be serious about your walk with God. Okay. Okay. Go sell everything you have, give it to the poor, come and follow me. Oh, well, I'm not that serious. (laughs) And the Bible says he just turned and walked away. He left because he owned a lot of stuff. Now Probably a great guy. Maybe he wrestled with it, man. Maybe later on, as he began to mature and grow older, maybe he began to see, man, I, I blew it. I really need. And maybe he changed and became an early disciple. I don't. We don't know. And, and really, the, it's, what the Bible wants is to ask you, what would you have done? Because that's the call. It's, it's not about reaching your full potential. There's a bunch of stuff you can do. Look at Jesus. Jesus was on the cross. And on the cross, he said, it is finished. And his apostles were, you know, they, they all ran. And as he says, it is finished. Everybody's saying, well, what's finished? There's nothing finished. You're about to die and we're going to miss you. What are we going to do? you didn't finish anything see listen Jesus didn't finish all the things that he could have done he finished what he was supposed to do you could do a lot of things you're talented you're equipped you have gifts you have skills You have humor, you have energy, you have life, you have opportunities. It's not about all the things you can do. It's narrowing down to the one thing God wants you to do. And when Jesus said, it is finished, he finished the one thing he was supposed to do. I have come to seek and save that which was lost. I have come to show you the Father. You see me, you see the Father. We're one and the same. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I came as a ransom for many. He died to set you free. And he could say, it is finished. So today is about weeding out all those things and narrowing down to... What is my eternal purpose? I'm going to give you four components of eternal purpose, and we're going to be gone for today. We're going to go downstairs and sign up for small groups. So what is my eternal purpose? Here are the four components. All right, are you ready? So the very first one is God. So get your outline out, and you can write in the circle, God. So God is the very first component that I really need if I'm going to be serious about my eternal purpose. Because John 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can't get to the Father but by me. And Jesus had an active relationship with his Father. And you will too. Here's the deal. You can accomplish a lot of good things apart from God. But you will never be able to accomplish God's will apart from God. Right? Right? And so it's not about whether I want, whether I can do a bunch of good stuff. Will I accomplish God's will apart from God? The answer is no. So do you have an active relationship with God? I like this thirsty 30. And so, there you go, thank you. So the thirsty 30 is, is not my idea. It's a guy named Michael and he has a church and he you know, has all of his members uh, and he just calls them to be a part of the thirsty 30. And it's like 30 minutes where we just hunger and thirst for more of God. And he says, here's how you break it down. 10 minutes of prayer, 10 minutes of Bible study, and 10 minutes of worship. The thirsty 30. Are you even spending that much time? Do you hunger for God so much that you're willing to give him even 30 minutes? 10 minutes of prayer, 10 minutes of Bible study, and 10 minutes of worship. So if, if, if this is where you're just starting, if you're like, man, I, just, I want to begin a relationship with God, start with the thirsty 30. Hunger and thirst for God. And he says, blessed are you. And let me tell you, if you start doing do do that between now and the end of the year. And tell me if God does not bless your life, bless your relationships, bless the work of your hands. You begin the thirsty 30, and you see if God does not overwhelmingly begin to bless you. It doesn't mean everything's going to be easy but it does mean it will be more blessed. You'll have more purpose, more energy, more life, more direction. So it begins with God. Number two, it's about our gifts. So God begins to equip us with these gifts. And I love it in uh, Romans chapter 12, verse six, where he said, in his grace, he has given us gifts to complete good things. So every one of us have been gifted differently. And so, some of us talk. (laughs) Some of us love to talk. And, And that's our gift. That's my gift. I love to talk. I've been told that ever since elementary school. When the teacher would write on my report card, Rick talks too much. Right? And if you're with us on Wednesdays at our production meeting, Tyler can tell you. It still finds its way, you know, onto my evaluation. Rick, you talk too much and so that's why that's just part of my gift I talk too much and so if I'm going to talk I want to talk for God some of you you hear about a need and something happened with somebody and and they're hurting and all you want to do is bake them something and take it over to them you just want to serve somebody some of you hear there's there, there's something going on Something there's a need and you want to give God has blessed you with a, gen, a heart of generosity and and you want to financially contribute. I want to help somebody, and I don't want any. I don't want them to know. I just want to give that in in secret to bless them. You know, some of you, it's like I want to go build a handicap ramp. I want to go cut their grass. I want to cut their hair. I want to babysit. I want to. All I all I want to do is go sit with them, and cry. I just oh I just want to hug them. I don't have anything to say. I just want them to know that I love them. I, want to, I just want to visit them in the hospital. I just want to be there for them. What? See, we're all gifted differently. And God said, I'm going to put you all in this body, and, and, and I want you to use your gifts you know, for my purpose. And so he begins to gift us. And all he wants us to do is just discover what they are, cultivate what they are. This is why we have our growth track. When we stand up and we say, hey, growth track is coming up. And and if you don't know what that is, that's where you find your place in the kingdom of God. A lot of people don't know what they're supposed to do in the kingdom of God. Growth track helps you find your purpose, your place, your gift. And then we just give you all kind of opportunities where you can use those gifts to serve God. So if you want to know more information about that, uh, call or talk to Taryn Howell. He's in charge of all that kind of stuff. He would love to share with you that information. Okay, so it's, we're not going to reach, you know, reach our eternal purpose without God. Number two, without our gifts. That's where you get paid, by the way. Some of you are engineers. God just gifted you with that kind of a mind. That's how you get paid. Right, some of you are carpenters. I just know how to make, some of you are mathematicians. Some of you are financial gurus. You know, some of you just flip burgers. I can do that very well. Come to Wendy's, right? And so, uh, whatever your gift is, some of you meet people at the door and you just smile. You're, some of you are athletic. But we all have a different gifting. That's where we get paid. That's not a, so to reach your eternal purpose, starts with God. And then it moves toward our gifts And then number three, it's our calling. So then the third part of that is is our calling. And, And we can make that sound fancy and wrap a whole sermon series around it, but the truth is our calling is only learning how to take our physical gifts and use them in the kingdom of God. And we call that our calling. God is calling me to take how he equipped me, how he gifted me, and now use that to serve him, to serve his purpose. And so that that's really, really is all it is. And so, man, I know how to do that. I know how to use my gifts. I know how to get paid. Now, But it's not enough. The rich young ruler knew how to use his gifts, and he got paid. But Jesus was like, if you really want to do more, then learn how to take however God has gifted you and use it in the kingdom of God. Well, but I I didn't go to school for that. He didn't ask you if you went to school for it. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do it. He's not asking you for your resume. <laughs> God's just asking you to pick up the phone, right? It's an old cliche, but that old cliche, you know, it says God does not, uh, he does not call the equipped, but he equips the called, right? So it's not... It's like the apostles. Jesus is like, "I need you to go out and just share the good news." And they're like, "How do we do that?" Oh, uh, I'm scared. What if somebody does? What if somebody? Well, I'm not going to know what to say. Jesus is like, "Don't worry about what you're going to say. I will give you the words when you get there." Now that's I'm, I'm supposed to go and stand up in front of everybody and speak. I'm supposed to say something, and I don't know what to say. Don't worry. I will. I will give you what to say. It's like Moses. Most like I can't go to be. I don't know how to make my tongue work right. And my God's look, if I made your tongue, I know how to make it work right. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of you. And if you're still scared, take Aaron. He'll be your spokesperson. God, all he's doing is trying to get you to say yes. Yes, God, I want to be used for you. That the, there's a big gap between your giftedness and and using that for God's kingdom. It's almost like we fill up all of our weekly schedule to make sure that our finances are good, make sure that our home is good, make sure that I do whatever it is that I'm, and I want to grow my, I want a bigger house, I want a better car, I want more bigger financial bank account. I, we spend so much time there and so little time asking God, how can I use what you've given me to bless your kingdom? God said, if you'll make that leap, if you'll move from just being gifted over to your calling, I will give you more than you can contain. Why would you do that, God? Because I'm not giving it to you to keep. I'm giving it to you to give away. And he'll and he'll do it. So once you begin to say, okay, I want to use my gifts in the kingdom of God whatever that is. If it's, if it's serving, serve. If it's teaching, teach. If it's hugging babies, hug babies. If it's greeting at the door, greet at the door. If it's going to the mall and sharing the good news of the gospel, go to the mall and share the good news of the gospel. Whatever it is, use your gift to serve God. And he'll give you more than you need, not so that you can build a bigger barn and store up for yourself treasures on earth, but so that you can give it away and store up treasure in heaven. I love, man, I miss my dad right now. I don't know why. It just hit me. <clears throat> I think that's just the way it is, you know. When uh, My dad was so good at that. He was a very limited man when it comes to talent. He had no rhythm. He was goofy. He had a real knack for saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. But man, did he love God. And God just expanded his influence. I can't tell you the hundreds, probably thousands of people who were in heaven because of my father. And he didn't store up treasures on this earth. He had no inheritance to pass down to his children. But the door of heaven was so crowded when he got there. I bet he had a hard time getting in. I bet he just wanted to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, but could you just move out of the way? All I want to do is get to Jesus. But all the people who were there who were just telling him, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's moving from just your gifts to your calling. Oh, okay, that's what I want to do with my life. And then before you put the last one up, Annette what do you think the fourth one is we have god i can't achieve god's will without him and then i have my gifts he's given me some gifts i want to use my gifts you know in his kingdom thank you for the gifts god and then i want to use it in the calling so i have a calling what do you think the last one is maybe it's revelation whoo i'm waiting for a revelation from god as soon as he tells me what to do it's not revelation Maybe it's ambition, man. I'm going to get this ambition, will it get this spirit, and I'm going to just go with reckless abandon. It's not ambition. What? Motivation? I'm waiting on. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to sit here until I'm motivated. It's not motivation. Dedication, maybe a willpower. Man, I got some things I got to clean up in my life, and as soon as I get those things cleaned up and I have stronger willpower, then I'll go. It's not willpower. He said, Go. Action. Here's a clue. Today is Small Group Sunday. I bet it has something to do with that. Connection, group, godly community. And, and you know what? Here's the unique thing. When you go and study all the men and women in Scripture who accomplished their eternal purpose, every one of them were involved in a godly community. They had additional people speaking into their life the things of God. Our whole world started with community. Genesis 1:26. When God said... Let us make man in our image. Let us. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our world started with community. God is community. And all together, they did something together. And so Adam was created and placed in the garden. And given a job, you're going to be my viceroy on earth. I'm going to take the whole world. I'm going to give it to you, and you are to subdue it. You are to reign. You are, I'm going to hand it over to you. You are to, Adam, accomplish my purposes on this earth. By the way, we're still supposed to do that. And God went down, and he looked at everything. Man, look at those trees. That's good. Look at the clouds in the sky and the stars and all the heavens. That's good. Look at the plants. Look at the animals, look at the oceans, look at the sea, look at the mountains, look at the birds of the air. All of it's good. Look at Adam. Look at Adam. Look at Adam. He's alone. And that's not good. Whoa, wait a minute, God. Adam has you. Adam has you. The Bible says that God and Adam used to walk together in the cool of the garden. And God said, it's not enough. He needs a support. He needs a helper. He needs someone else to stand with him. So he created Eve. Praise the Lord praise the Lord right Jeremiah's is laughing right I mean I got Suzanne Jeremiah who are you hugging Woo! praise the Lord amen amen for helpers amen for people who will partner with you my wife I'm telling you whoo now more than anybody else she knows how to weed through all the clutter and get down to the good stuff <laughs> You shouldn't have said that. (laughs) You shouldn't have done that. You need to do, she helps redirect, refocus, repurpose. No one else speaks to me in my life the way my wife does. We have, we've gone through a lot. We've endured a lot. We've laughed a lot. We've cried a lot but at the end of the day nobody knows me like my wife and I need her if I'm going to accomplish the will of God who do you have in your life that's helping you while you become like God if anybody could have done it by themselves, it would have been Jesus but Jesus didn't do it by himself he was walking along about to begin his ministry and he said, Hey, Mr. Fisherman, come follow me. Hey, Mr. Tax Collector. Hey, Mr. Zealot Murderer. <laughs> come follow. You need to follow me. Hey, Mr. Doubter. Hey, those of you who want to be you would rather be behind the scenes. I need and he had a group of twelve. Who lived with him walked with him did ministry with him cried with him laughed with him supported him protected him ate with him drank with him they watched him when he stank you know that Jesus had BO right I mean it, it, it's okay he's Jesus he's still God you know that he had he had bowel movements like we have bowel movements he had restless nights like we have restless nights. He had times of frustration like we have times of frustration. He had times when he couldn't stop crying like we do. He had times when he was so lonely for his God, he couldn't he just had to get away from everybody and just go spend time with God. He had time when everybody when everybody abandoned him and he was hurting. And he had those 12. But more than those 12, he had three. Peter, James, and John. And he let them in. And they saw him while he was becoming the Messiah. They watched him sweat. They watched him hurt. Jesus needed community. Man, what about you? It's our opportunity today. Your opportunity today... Is that you're going from your purposes to the purposes of God. Your will to God's will. Your life and your kingdom life. And God has designed a community that can help you get there. Now, by the way, there's some of you who are like, I don't want to be in a small group. Because I'm going to have to share all my feelings. I'm going to have to open up all of the stuff about me that I'm not ready to share yet. You know what? You get to determine your depth in your small group. You're never going to be asked to share anything that you're uncomfortable with. You're never going to be asked to reveal all your secrets if it's too early. This is what you're going to find. People who are going to love you unconditionally. Who will pray for you every day. Who if something comes up in your life where you're hurting, they'll hurt with you. When you're celebrating, they'll bring you a casserole. They're going to share life with you. And you, at the end of the day, will say, that was good.